Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Morning, everyone. How are we doing today? May 14th, financial news. About 15 minutes late, usually a little bit late on Thursdays as I have interviews scheduled with uh, Jonathan Twomley, which we just completed. uh, So that will be updated or uploaded here in a couple hours. But as of the news of the day, man, I I don't like Thursdays. Thursdays kind of suck, at least right now. And that's because that's when the new unemployment claims come out. And uh, I don't know, good news, we under 3 million. Bad news, 2.981 million, I think. Uh, 2.98, not not a good number. Total 36.5 in seven weeks. That just hurts to say. And uh, morning, Josh. Viva Las Vegas, that's funny. Uh, so again... Man, uh, uh, no way, no, you have, uh, looking at unemployment claims, it's, it's, it's just not good, right? I've read somewhere that we have about 160 million folks in the workforce. You could argue that number, uh, but now 36.5 million, that's that, you know, we're getting really close to 20%. So it is going to be, I don't know how else to say it. The V-shaped recovery is off the table. The U is looking less and less likely, um, but we've got to start opening up. We've got to start. We've got to get the economy going. Um, some of these talks I've heard about, I think the LA County supervisor or whoever that was, talking about three more months of this. That happens. We stay on lockdown for another three months. It's depression time. I mean, seriously. I mean. We've, we've, we've got to be smart. We've got to care for each other. We've got to get the economy going again. Uh, I think unemployment's going to stay above 10% probably all of next year, which is just doesn't feel good to say. Uh, I do think uh, that ultimately we're going to have to extend that $600 benefit that it currently expires on the 20, or 31st of July. I just think the unemployment number is continuing at seven-figure clips a week is not good. Uh, so we just got to keep going. Uh, the WHO is clearly not our friend in this environment. Um, probably the scariest article I've read in a while, uh, talking about a five-year journey through this. No, that's unacceptable. No, no chance. Um, clearly ulterior motives in my opinion. Um, but wow, that's, I can't even think that. I can't even think in that terms. Uh, um, Yeah, (laughs) Joey, that's funny. Uh, So yeah, so that's going to be interesting. One thing I am really starting to look at as I kind of step back in real estate and look at more macro problems is I'm getting very nervous about banks, big banks, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, you know, the, the big ones. But this is why. It's not because of residential or multifamily. I think the um, I think what's going to happen is residential multifamily will be, for the most part, okay. I think they're going to suffer 
huge losses in retail and office buildings, right? I've been reading articles here the last 48 hours talking about, you know, the, the normal stuff that we've talked about, retailers closing down and not paying lease and monthly fees, which most, most of the time we think comes back, um, you know, so it's, um, you know, you could, you could always think the rent was coming back, but now what I'm hearing the longer this goes on is retailers aren't coming back. The malls will be half empty or whatever they are. But the kind of cherry on top of this is now the strong tenants like Starbucks, like Chipotle, are already using this opportunity to renegotiate leases down. So they're not threatened to walk. They're just like, hey, I want a discount. And I think that's going to be, I think that's what 2020 is going to be about is, is tenants in offices and retail negotiating leases down. But unfortunately, the debt was underwritten before. I just see so much pain coming in the office and retail space, not only because of vacancies, non-payment, but now your strongest tenants get a discount. And why I'm concerned about that is because I'm going, okay, all this bad debt in office, in retail, banks take a loss. How does that loss ripple back to multifamily and residential? And I'm like, well, they got to make up that loss somewhere. Do they raise rates? Do they raise fees? I just don't see a good picture for banks. And I think, you know, there's all this talk about, oh, we're well capitalized and we're going to pay our dividend nonsense. Uh, the problem in the office and retail space is going to come home. Not to mention in the oil space where, you know, operators can't be profitable. It's just banks are not in very good shape, in my opinion. Um, when do homeowners get a discount? <laughs> I assume you mean on your current mortgage? Uh, probably, if it's existing, probably not. Uh, but hopefully some price drops coming if you want in the market to buy. Um, then there's the next thing I'm thinking about is urban flight. This is something you know that I've been worried about for the Bay Area for probably since I started this channel. Uh, I now see it as a real uh, reality in 2020 for both New York and San Francisco. Um, Twitter just came out yesterday and said employees can work from home forever. Uh, I just got off the interview with Jonathan Twomley. He's talking about three different financial institutions that are huge in Manhattan saying the same things to their employees. So if that is a trend that sticks... When do people start moving out of San Francisco, right? Do you really want to live in San Francisco with all the growing homeless population and all those other things? Or would you rather live in a state with no income taxes like Nevada or Texas? Or shoot, do you want to stay in California, but do you go inland and get, you know, you can get a 4,000 square foot mansion in Fresno for like 600 grand, right? And it costs you 4 million bucks for a, I don't know, 800 square foot thing in San Francisco. So I think San Francisco, New York have seen the peak, uh, at least for a while. Um, yeah, Washington, no, no state income tax. Thank you. I forgot. Uh, so again, I think urban flight is real. I think along with that is flights out of apartment uh, into housing. I think I still, I don't see how single family rentals below the median are a bad investment, especially if you can get an interest rate or a loan before they go up. I see rates going up next year. Uh, I know that's not a common 
opinion, but I just see the risk profile and the fact that banks need to um, buy um, or make profit to pay for bad loans. I just don't see how it doesn't happen. Uh, again, I talked about the kicker, the $600 kicker. I think that just has to be extended. I know there's some politicians that are saying over my dead body. I just don't think you can as a good American when unemployment could be 20% in July, not do that. Um, that would be a problem. Uh, just to talk a little bit more about urban flight Bay Area specific, just so you know. Um, these are kind of some housing stats that that speak to a wave of supply coming. Because I'm always worried about what comes back first, supply or demand, right? What, where are we on this balancing act? And in the Bay Area, this is very Bay Area specific, but if you're in another market, look at this. Um, so far, sales are down 22%. Um, listings are down 62%. Solds are down 36%. And pendings are down 44%. So really what all of this tells you is that there's just not a lot of stuff being listed. Um, it is going to be... Uh, interesting to see if the Bay Area opens up or when it does, when it opens up, if there's just a wave of listings coming. I think there's a lot of people, right? 62% drop in listings that are holding back their listing because they don't want people coming through their home. Uh, a lot of them are doing it for strategic reasons. Why do you want to list today? You're going to have to take a price cut. Um, it is going to be interesting to see if we get a wave of listings like July and August. And then um, it'll be interesting to see if demand also increases because if unemployment goes from 15 to 25, it's, it's this, all this stuff is so interesting to watch and frankly a little stressful uh, because I'm trying, it always just messes with my mind where to, where to make investments. Um, and again, in the Bay Area, I think what we could be seeing, again, any high-priced area, like I've been telling you, unaffordable, that prices are going down. I have videos going back six months talking about this. Once, once prices start to fall, um, it'll be interesting to see if appraisals start falling, because that is really what got sticky in 08, as appraisals started going down. Um, then the jumbo loan market is still not functioning. Right? There is a lot of lending going on, but it's it's traditional, conventional mortgages, conventional mortgages. The jumbo market, which is basically all of the Bay Area, still not functioning normal. Uh, and then again, we're going to see a lot of vacation and Airbnb rentals hit the market. There are a lot of people who bought Airbnb rentals in the Bay Area because of the daily rate and all the hotels being, um, or not a lot, not enough hotels. It was a great business in the Bay Area to have Airbnb. Today, it's probably one of the worst. So we're gonna see a glut of furnished homes come on the market. And again, I think this is all just bad for prices in the Bay Area. But again, remember, second half of the year, people keep reaching out to me going, prices aren't going down yet. No kidding, there's no supply. There's almost no transactions. You're early. Um, so just remember, we're talking about second half. So learn your market, learn your market. Um, then another thing I heard today that I thought was interesting, um, you've obviously heard about the Spanish flu in 1918. We've all heard about that by now. Uh, do you know what the three things that they did 
um, for that. It was masks, hand washing, and social distancing. I think it's really unfortunate that the only things that we have 102 years later are masks, wash your hands, and social distancing. I would have thought 102 years of advancements in technology and treatments would have done something, but that's kind of where we are. Um, and then we have the last thing to talk about is, I don't know if you saw this, but PNC Financial uh, just sold their huge, huge stake in BlackRock. Um, they're obviously reporting it as, hey, good news, we're taking profits, blah, blah, blah. It is actually a huge red flag to me. Believe me, PNC Financial did not want to sell that position. They, for some reason, had to to raise cash. Could have been a federal regulator saying, hey, fix your balance sheet, get more cash in the bank. I don't know. They'll never tell us. They'll just never tell us. But let's just say when PNC had to make that sale, that was not a, that was not a move they made because they were uh, wanting to take a profit. They wanted cash. They needed cash. So... Again, all this stuff in the banking sector makes me nervous. I think there's a ton of banks um, that have commercial debt that, you know, just look at WeWork, right? There's a building in San Francisco that the loan's 240. They're selling it at 73 cents on the dollar or 165 million. There are so many haircuts coming and banks have to absorb that. So uh, I think the banks are things we have to watch. So this is um, never boring. Be careful, learn your market. I do think single family rentals are the place to be, especially below the median. Uh, I think bigger is better is nonsense, certainly in this environment. Uh, I think if you can get low fixed rate debt quick, right, the next year or so, um, do it because I don't think rates, I don't think rates are 3%, 3.5% in a year. I Believe me, I would love to be wrong. I just got to tell you what I think given I look at this stuff every day and there's lots of chess pieces that play together. So that's what I got for you today. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and upload Jonathan's interview, which is interesting. I uh, actually asked him, he looked at a student housing deal in California that was at an eight cap. And I pressed him, I said, Jonathan, what would it take for you to buy that? And he said, 20 cap. That's, that's interesting. That took that $20 million deal down to 8 million. Uh, so go ahead and take a look at that interview. It'll be up in a couple hours. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.